Hello, I'm Chris Neeland, host of a new podcast, Cult Brand Secrets, brought to you by The Gathering and Evergreen Podcasts. The Gathering is a Forbes top-rated business summit and a masterclass for brand and business leaders looking to reap the benefits of cult-like adoration. Each year, The Gathering brings together disruptors from around the globe to learn from and to celebrate the leaders behind iconic brands like Marvel, Skittles, Beats by Dre, Yeti, and the Dallas Cowboys. For the first time ever, this podcast will give you access to some of the exclusive business leader learnings from the gathering's past events. You're in for a treat today, folks, because Tom Herps's presentation at The Gathering 2019 ranks among one of my top 10 all-time favorite presentations. I'd like you to listen to Tom speak, and I want you to ask yourself, how much do you really believe in what he's saying? You should use Tom's remarks as sort of a barometer to gauge your own passion and your own level of enthusiasm for cult branding, because If you believe most of what he's saying is ridiculous or largely irrelevant for how brands should go to market or engage customers, then you should spend very little time or money in the pursuit of creating a cult brand. You just don't get it. On the other hand, if you get goosebumps listening to him talk and wish that you could devote your talent and all your time and everything your company does to aspiring to achieve the types of things that North Face is doing, then you'll not only get a ton of great advice from Tom, but this entire gathering podcast series should become part of your daily professional development and you should aggressively pursue the development of a cult brand. Tom is gonna talk about a very important distinction, and that is the difference between building a business versus building a brand. As a business, the North Face is wildly successful at manufacturing and selling products expertly designed to help people thrive in extremely cold weather. But as a brand, North Face was dangerously close to losing its way. As it got bigger, it was becoming less beloved. In pursuit of greater profits, they were losing touch with the people that made their company great, both their best customers and the staff whose buy-in is so critical. And that's when Tom came in to help save the day. And as you'll soon discover, Tom is a very humble guy. He's soft-spoken. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's atypical from the loud and obnoxious personalities that dominate our industry. present company included. He counsels us during his presentation to create brands that are more vulnerable, more approachable, and more lovable, which is perfectly appropriate because that's exactly who Tom is. Enjoy. This short episode features some of our favorite excerpts from Tom's 40-minute presentation at The Gathering. To hear more about Tom and some of the amazing campaigns and community events that the North Face has created, check out Cult Brand Secrets Premium. By subscribing to our premium plan, you'll gain access to full presentations by the most well-known brands in the world, all presented from the gathering's past events. Learn more at cultbrandsecrets.com. 
When I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, the good folks at the gathering actually asked me to start to get into a bit of what it means to us at the North Face to be considered a cult brand. Our job is to change perception, is to start conversations, is to have meaningful interactions with people. And when I got the call and said, hey, you've been nominated for a cult award, I was pleased, but also there was a part of me that said, have we come far enough to be a cult brand? Certainly we were born originally as a cult brand, dirtbag climbers in San Francisco who wanted to get off the grid. But due mostly to the success of the business, we had become really big. And when I joined and, and we started talking to consumers, you know, what we learned is that you see the North Face on everyone. When it's cold out, you see them. When you're going to get your coffee, you see them. When you're walking your dog, you see them. And you see it everywhere, but consumers were telling us one really clear thing. I'm not everyone. And so we had this brand that had massive scale, had these deep nuggets of meaning, but was sort of tortured by its own success. It had become so big that it had almost become meaningless. And we needed to find ways to drive meaning and purpose back into what became this big behemoth. There's one sort of idea that has driven everything that we've done since that point. And I wanna talk a little bit about it. Be a fucking human is honestly the thing that as an individual, as a team, almost as an organization, it's something that we go back to a lot. So with this, we launched a campaign that's called Walls Are Meant for Climbing. It was a campaign that put that idea around the, the conversation in walls and what walls mean and really trying to change the narrative around that. This speaks to our core values. It speaks to where we came from and everyone on our campus and in our stores got behind it in a big way. And importantly, there were some people who said, you know what, this isn't the brand for me. And they left and we're cool with that. So this brand was really about trying to change the conversation about walls and culture. As part of this campaign, we have worked with the Trust for Public Lands to build climbing walls in underserved communities around the US. Uh, in a single day last year, on August 18th, we got about 60,000 people out to gyms in one day to experience climbing, many of them for the first time. This process for us was one, again, of just being more human, of realizing that there are personal stories to tell, of tapping into the communities. And we felt that, you know, not acting as a corporation, but acting as a just a group of people. These were stories that we wanted to tell. So it was a true moment of acting like a community of individuals, of just being more human. And it felt fucking great. It felt great. And I bring this up because I think part of being and acting more human in your work is getting rid of this notion of they. One of the things I'm here to say today is that there is no they. The they is a science fiction thing. The they is you. 
if you want to make change, you have to make change. You can't wait for your executives to tell you it's time or assume that you don't have the privilege to do it. A, a brand, a company is made up of humans. It's made up of individuals. Own that by communicating a lot, having empathy for people's situations, listening, asking what we should do. And we have an amazing opportunity with the things that we work on to make a real difference in the world. We all probably get asked about ROI, how far our money's going, what effect is it having? I've started to talk about ROE, which is return on emotion. I think the more emotion and more of yourself that you pour into it, the more that you're gonna get out of it. So thank you very much. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. You know, aside from all the advice on how to build a cult brand, I personally took away something even more profound from Tom's remarks. And that deals with what do I want to do with my superpowers? Each of us has some unique gift or talent, and we need to each decide how best to deploy it. Do we want to use our powers to create some big bank balance in our personal account, or create a company that improves the lives of its customers and staff, or even make the world a better place? I love how Tom came to the realization that if he excelled in his previous role, what would happen is that he would get more people to drink more rum and he found that that would be a bit of a shallow existence. Certainly to each their own, but I love how Tom did some soul searching and decided to use his powers to achieve a greater purpose. In aligning himself with the North Face, he could assist with macro issues that challenge things like climate change and even homelessness. And as he shared, he can have values-based campaigns around building walls and helping people climb over them. I love how he explained that as their brand started to become more clear about what it stood for, it inevitably turned some people off, but it also attracted others to it. I also love how Tom mentioned that if the job description of a marketer is to create conversation and to evoke emotion, then we should be really careful about deciding who we work for because we want to find joy in the conversations that we're creating. Life is too short to spend 60 or 70% of our waking hours on interactions that we don't really want to have. So I hope that we all take Tom's advice and stop just chasing big. Big is meaningless. Instead, let's chase impact and do more for humanity and to make the world a better place for all.
I hope you enjoyed these curated parts of Tom's presentation. I highly recommend listening to the complete episode by subscribing to Cult Brand Secrets Premium. Subscribe or learn more at cultbrandsecrets.com. Once again, this is your host, Chris Neeland, and you've been listening to Cult Brand Secrets, where we explore the great speakers and insights shared at the gathering of Forbes' top-rated business summit. Learn more about the gathering at cultgathering.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. It really helps. Cult Brand Secrets is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Learn more about our podcasts at evergreenpodcast.com. Special thanks to Connor Standish and Laura Winter for their assistance in making this podcast possible. Also, I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, William Pritz, as well as executive producers, David Moss and Bridget Coyne. I'm your host, Chris Nealon. Thanks for listening. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo. For a podcast known to move the needle for investors, Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.